You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Our Two Cents, Gabriel and Steve. And welcome to a brand new year here in 2020. 2020, Gabriel. Where did the year go? Last year, it uh, flew by. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it went by lightning fast. How was your New Year's? My New Year's was excellent. How was yours? Sleep. <laughs> I was in bed by 1030. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made it uh, a couple minutes past you, I think, to 1130, but uh, not too much further I decided this year, no need to wait for the ball to drop. Yeah, I think the old year caught up to me, and I said, good night, honey, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my kids went to sleep at 9, uh, 9 o'clock on New Year's Eve, and I was uh, shortly following them. Yeah, I understand, <laughs> man. Well, Dad, what's your, uh, so New Year, New You, right? This is uh, the old phrase. You know, what's on your horizon for 2020 personally? Well, first, I want to wish everyone on behalf of you and I and the whole team here, you know, wonderful 2020. The next uh, decade should chapter. be the, the next chapter should mm-hmm. be the best and health and wealth and all good things. I don't think we can wish each other that enough. Yes. Yes. Any personal goals for you, though? Yeah, my personal goal. Yeah, I do. They're my, my Share goal. it with the people. No, I don't know if <laughs> I want to. My goal is kind of <laughs> heady. You know, I, I add, want, do we want to add 20 pounds? Do no. Start, start no, smoking I, weed? I'm on a mission to understand <laughs> myself better, you know, who I am and what I'm about and what my mission is and all kinds of things like what's life about and a new the lighter de- questions. A new decade life. resolution? Uh, that's my resolution is to watch carefully and, and be kinder. That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah. On my front, on my front here. I've uh, started a new, uh, a new. I'm more traditional. I've uh, wanted to lose some weight here for the last year. Not a lot, you know. Oh, you went on that eighteen hour, fifteen, 15 pounds maybe is what the, my goal would be for this year. The eighteen hour diet. Yeah, believe it or not, when I was in my twenties, I had a had a six pack. And uh, I had a six pack in my 20s, too. And uh, now I do not. Let's huh. suffice it to say that's one of my pipe dreams to maybe get that back. Although I do have a baby coming this year, so I'm not sure my uh, opportunities to hit the gym and or the uh, treadmill or whatever are pretty limited. I think you'll be <laughs> drinking your six pack instead of making it. Uh, that's definitely what I've been doing in the recent years, more so than uh, on the uh, the yep. abs there. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. So that's one that's one goal of mine. I think the other one is uh, I want to eat healthier, uh, more yeah. salads, more greens, more yep. fruits, yep. more nuts, those kind of things uh, on my uh, on my list. And I want to have a good year uh, business wise. I want us to continue to grow. We had a thanks to you guys, our clients, uh, potential clients out there. We had a phenomenal 2019. Yeah, thank you for your business. More important, thank you all for your trust. That means so much to us. Sure does, guys. And so hopefully we uh, we want to meet with more and more of you this year. If there's anything on your minds, retirement planning wise, that we can help. Uh, new year, new you comes with uh, money as well. You know, let's uh, let's help you there. So, uh, of course, uh, we're here to help you with all your financial planning, retirement planning needs. And we just picked yesterday. Should well, we say? Can we course, say it? Of course. So we just picked our referral. Why don't you explain what that is? Gabriel? Well, we do a annual. Re- well, last year was our first year, 2019, a, our, our first annual client referral raffle. And what we said was, if you uh, were kind enough to refer somebody over to our firm. 
uh, who meet with uh, met with us about their retirement or financial planning. You got two tickets entered into our client referral raffle. Mm-hmm. And so we had uh, lots and lots of tickets uh, that accumulated over the years, uh, years, year, <laughs> last year. Over the year, right. And uh, we did our raffle drawing just yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. we, well, you can announce the winner. Well, the winner is Linda Skripsik. Yes, right. And she is getting a $1,500 towards a cruise of her choosing. Mm-hmm. And we are very excited for her. And we're trying to motivate you all <laughs> to get the tickets in and win your cruise. I'm not sure. Is it going to be a cruise again? Or have we not decided? Uh, we have not decided. We're going to release that somewhere in the next month or two, I think, is our goal. So you've got a full year to know what uh, what awaits you should you, uh, should you win. But uh, cruise is always a good thing. You know, lots of fun places you can go on a cruise. So thank you very much for your referrals. Thank you for your business and trust, folks. Uh, Our whole team uh, is here to serve you and uh, protect your money and watch over it and give you as much support as we possibly can. Absolutely. And provide you with terrific financial news, updates, and information, which, of course, is what we're going to dive into here right. I, I uh, for the rest of our show. I think that was a transition. Because that, that wasn't the whole show. I don't no, think. it wasn't. That, that was a transition. <laughs> I caught it. That was a transition. So what I wanted to – I think we've got a great show for you today, and we've got a, a kind of a, a couple things we want to talk about to kick things off, though. Let's just talk about how the markets did last year. Quite the year, uh, don't you think, Dad? Market phenomenal. Uh, S&P up about 31%. That's all U.S. domestic big companies. That's where the action is. 31.49. Amazing, percent. amazing. Now, be careful on, don't get too euphoric about that, because at the end of 2018, the market dropped between October and December 20%. Yes. So part of that 31% was making back the 20%. But that's still what do we call it? STML, short term memory loss syndrome. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, hey, I made 30%. You know, everybody, yes, going to just, you know, rave about the 30% and completely ignore that uh, dip there. But that's what markets do. It is what markets markets do. do. And it was a phenomenal year. And uh, all of the data still looks pretty good. Yes. Except uh, we just got a glitch with this, um, this, uh, you know, uh, attack in Iran. Uh, The market is. trying to figure out what to do with that. Yes. Uh, but all the other data, Gabriel, I think you have some there. looks pretty good. Yeah, we've got, of course, uh, S&P 500 value. Interesting statistic here for you, statistic junkies, is value outperformed growth last year. It's been a number of years since that was the case. That's right. So the S&P 500 value, not by a lot, but 31.93% uh, over S&P 500 growth index, 313 yeah, so value value is, are the uh, stocks that you rarely hear about. They're just they just grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, growth is all the big name Amazon, Apple. Those are your growth stocks. Correct. And then sector wise inside the S and P five hundred, information technology a whopping fifty point two nine percent. Huge. Huge. So quite high there. Uh, the lowest one on the year was energy at eleven point eight one percent. And then on the fixed income frontier, you have S&P U.S. preferred stock, 17.64%, S&P 500 bond, 13.89%, and then S&P U.S. Treasury bond, 6.4%. So bonds did pretty good last year as well, all said and done. Everything had a pretty good year. And uh, the question is, of course, Dad, and we're not going to necessarily cover it in depth today. We might, I, I think we w- we're going to do this on our next podcast, a deep dive about market forecasts. Yes. 
and what they mean. Yes. <laughs> but uh, what does 2020 hold for the markets? Well, uh, the markets still look pretty good from the data. Now, you, you can have a black swan event. Uh, folks, a black swan event is something that pops out of the unknown and is all of a sudden there. And nobody could predict it like uh, a war. Uh, so barring anything like that, all the data looks very good. However, there is a switch in, in the subclassifications in the asset classes, for example, emerging markets, which wasn't doing well for a long time, is suddenly doing better. Value is uh, coming back, whereas growth did a lot better. So we're seeing these subtle switches in asset classes, which, which is why we have diversified and recommend you have a diversified portfolio in all the asset classes because you never know what's going to pop up that year to do very well. Well said, well said. So that's a sneak preview on our next podcast. Next week, we are going to do a deep dive of a little bit more about what's in store for the markets this year, as much as one can guess or prognosticate about what's in store for the markets this year. But we're also going to talk to you about some interesting statistics on just how successful or lack thereof uh, the many market prognosticators uh, tend to be the pundits, the, <laughs> the gurus, pundits, the gurus that, that people follow. Oh man, uh, it's it's kind of uh, funny because you sent me a video just yesterday. It's not quite the same, but about the uh, all these um, health experts. Yes, people that have written books and we people, should post it. We should yeah, post this video. Uh, people that have written books about healthy living and eating and dieting and exercising, and then they end up passing away. They all die early, young. Die young. <laughs> Sixty, um, sixty-five. You know, 55. <laughs> Point being is uh, not every guru is always correct in their assessment and the analysis. And that goes doubly so even for the market where there's some statistics about just uh, you'll be shocked. I won't spoil them here. Just how wrong market uh, forecasters tend to be. <laughs> you just gave it away, my friend. I, I didn't give the percentage. I just okay. said it, you, right. they'll be shocked. It's I, quite interesting. I want to hold a little mystery there. There's still a lot of mystery there, okay. I think. Okay, right. so let's let's talk a little bit more. Uh, we'll, we'll save the markets for next week. Let's talk a little bit just about some other key important updates here for 2020. And the first one here is just in case you're uh, keeping tabs here on your, um, your uh, IRAs or 401k contribution limits. Let's start with the 401k here. Um, you could, can actually increase more this year than you could last year. It's up now to uh, by $500 to $19,500 maximum per year, plus an additional catch-up of $6,500 if you're uh, on the, uh, I think it's 55 plus. 50? 55 plus? I should know that. Uh, but uh, when, you're, when you hit the catch-up provision, you now get the ability to add an additional $6,500 to your uh 401k contributions, That's pretty right. good sizable chunk. It's a sizable trunk. It's a, it's a big uh, a trunk. trunk. It's a sizable <laughs> trunk. I, I got ahead of myself there. Oh, uh, it's sorry. a sizable chunk. And, uh, you know, we typically recommend that you pack as much into your 401k as possible. But there are other alternatives to that, too. I don't want to get into that today. But it is a sizable chunk, and you should be taking advantage of it if you can. Yeah, and there's lots of reasons for that. And, of course, the big question is you – know, I'll give you an example. I just did a financial plan with somebody the other day, and um, this a couple weeks ago, and he was asking how much he should be withholding for next year for his uh, contributions. And uh, last year, I think he had contributed right around 20000 and he said, should I contribute more this year? And I said, you know, the, the truth is, is your plan doesn't show you needing to save more money. And he was kind of shocked by that. He was in pretty good financial shape. 
And so he ultimately decided he wanted to save more, which, of course, is always a good thing. But that's one of the other benefits. If you've updated your plan for 2020 right around now, Mm -hmm. one of the things we can take a look at there is what is your contribution and savings goal for this year? So important. One of the biggest values we can bring and provide as an advisor is helping you stay diligent and focused on your goals, especially savings goals. And I would strongly encourage and recommend that we do that together if you're out there and you're interested and wondering how much should I save, how much do I need to save, what can I afford to, uh, let us help you calculate and crunch those numbers and we can help you arrive at that determination. Yeah, and we can also help determine if you're deducting enough money that, you know, you don't want to, a lot of people like to get refunds. We're not so keen on that because we don't like to give the government your money. But there is uh, there's, there's software that we can run that will tell us if you're deducting the right amount up, down, what should it be, uh, which tax bracket you're going to be in, yeah. and start to map out. Yeah, lots of tools we have there. We have a couple different. We can run an actual sample tax return analysis that shows you every nitty-gritty line item. Mm-hmm. We don't always do that. It takes a lot more time and energy, but we can if we need to in some of the more complex situations. We have a tax map analysis that uh, will show you exactly how much um, projected tax brackets and rates you might anticipate in 2020. Uh, we can also take a look at exactly how much was withheld last year. We can prepare your taxes this year and help you calculate whether or not you withheld uh, enough and change that. And speaking of which, uh, if you haven't yet figured out who to have do your taxes for 2019 here, uh, we do do taxes. So keep that in mind. It's something that we uh, we love taxes. We love to talk about I'm, them. No, I Especially don't. Especially Dad here. No, He's I don't. His favorite topic. <laughs> it's one of my unfavorite topics. Is oh, taxes. stop! But I, but we I, do. But I it's so to, important. I love to get the payments down to zero. That's that's how much yes. I love taxes. Uh, they are complicated, and that's why we focus on them, guys, because they can be hard to navigate on your own. We've got a team of CPAs we work with here. They do love taxes, so that they do. even though it may not be your favorite, you you turn those uh, questions over to our CPAs, and, and they dive in with gusto. But that's the idea is how do we help you with all your tax planning needs, uh, savings analysis, tax preparation, uh, withholding calculations, you name it, that's what we're here to do. So there's yeah, a couple, just, couple just, articles that you can click on uh, with our podcast here to read more about withholdings and things like that. But that's the general gist is uh, let's focus on that if we can to help Yeah, and I'd just like to point out, Gabriel, is that CPAs, when you get your taxes done, uh, what a typical, typically you just get your taxes done. They enter the numbers in, this is what you owe. What we do, folks, which we think is very important, is we have a tax planning aspect of that, which is far more than just running your tax return. Yeah, doing your taxes is what we call tax prep, tax preparation, Tax planning is a whole other layer that, guys, you might think you're getting with your CPA or your tax preparer, but I can assure you, typically they're churning out those tax returns in about 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on the complexity, as quick as they can because they've got a stockpile of other returns is what most people are typically doing. What we do, which is far more important in my opinion, in addition to, of course, making sure you save every possible nickel on your tax return preparation, is we then do an entire overlay of tax planning throughout the remainder of the year to truly bump you down into lower brackets, save every possible penny that you possibly can. And it ties right into our next article, which has to do with the SECURE Act Mm -hmm. and required minimum distribution. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, the SECURE Act was passed, and that, that act has two 
Uh, it's the first uh, act that has to do with retirement that's been passed in quite some time. And what it says is that, is that you now, if you're not 70 and a half today, that you don't have to start your required minimum distributions until you're 72 years old. Yeah, that's the big takeaway. There's other provisions in there, but the biggest one that most people are hearing about and talking about is this RMD uh, extension, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, some quick takes on it. If you're already taking your RMDs today, sorry, folks. No help. Doesn't do much for you. If you turn 70 and a half in 2019, sorry, folks. You, if you didn't take your RMD, you've got till April of this year to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the key thing here is if you uh, didn't turn 70 and a half in 2019, y- meaning you are going to turn 70 and a half this year, or later, you've now got actually until 72 right. to take your first RMD. And that, in that half year, which is crazy, I don't know how they came up with 70 <laughs> and a half. Uh, that went away. So, Well, you know the story behind that, right? Uh, no. No? No. I think I'm going to learn it, though. Well, I, I, this is hearsay, okay? I don't know, you know. But apparently there was different senators or legislators, and they were arguing between uh, 70 and 71, and this is the same with the uh, the uh, early withdrawals, 59 and 60. Mm-hmm. And so what they agreed, to, it's all about compromise, of course, mm-hmm. is let's cut that right down the middle. <laughs> so I'm glad they weren't arguing about 71 and a half and 72 because we'd have 71 and three quarters. Right. That would, you know, but so. this is so simple. If you turn 72 in the year, you got to take your RMD by April of the next year. Yeah. So I think it's even simpler. You know, guys, you technically went in the year. So let's say you're not yet 70 and a half. So you've now got until 72. Okay. So let's say you turn 72 uh, next year. Okay, in 2021, because we're now in 2020. I had to think about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I recommend and we recommend you take your RMD in the year you turn 72. Now, technically, you have until, this is what you were saying, Dad, April of the following year. Right. But then if you do that, you're going to then get socked with two RMDs in the same year. Which may up your tax bracket, which may affect your Social Security, which may affect your earnings. So it's not... Sometimes it can make sense to wait, but most of the time, because of that double RMD hit, we the, the easier way we typically would see most people doing, you turn 72 uh, this year, next year, you take your RMD for that year before December 31st. So, guys, uh, but very complicated here, lots of moving parts. If you've got questions about it, um, there's an RMD factor. What do you do? Uh, how much do you take out? That's all things that we can help you calculate uh, so you don't have any questions or concerns about it. But the other big thing that was part of the SECURE Act, other than the RMDs, uh, that everyone, you know, well, at least in the financial industry is talking about, most people aren't talking about this at their dinner tables, uh, honey, what do you think about the elimination of the stretch provision as a part of this new SECURE Act? <laughs> <laughs> but this is something that the advisors are talking about, is the elimination of what's called the stretch IRA provision. So take us away on that one, Dad. Yeah, so a stretch IRA, when you inherited an IRA, you are able to take your required minimum distributions on the inherited IRA over your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Stretch it over your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the SECURE Act says, well, that's no more. You have to take it out within 10 years. For non-spouses. For so, non-spouses. Yeah, so yeah. spouses can are still okay there. Thank you. But, uh, th- you know, so if you... Are, so as an example, I, I had a client this last year. We just ran a uh, calculation for a beneficiary IRA that she received 
uh, from her mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a non-spouse beneficiary. Uh, under the new law, if you inherited a, a beneficiary IRA, you now have 10 years instead of over your lifetime. That's right. Okay. And so what this does is it, it dramatically changes uh, some estate planning techniques, some tax planning techniques, a uh, variety of things. Because when you were able to stretch that over your lifetime, of course, you're maintaining that tax deferral. Um, you're not necessarily being forced to take out the full balance over a shorter amount of time. So that can be more tax advantage in a number of ways. So there's definitely some new shifting strategies here that if you've got a beneficiary IRA uh, that you're thinking you're going to receive or you do receive going forward, that's absolutely a scenario where you want to sit down now with your advisor and more importantly, your tax planner to determine what's the best approach to do with this IRA. Yeah, and add on to that, even with your required minimum distributions, there are strategies that you can use which will minimize the tax burden on you for those distributions. So once again, it's not just about the taxes, it's just not just about taking the money when you have to, but how does that fit into a plan that minimizes your taxes and maximizes the amount of money we put in your pocket? Yeah, well, what some people used to do, just to add a little bit more meat onto this, is they would you know, purposely intend to leave their IRA to their to their kids to their kids and say you know uh, make sure you stretch this over your lifetime okay and now which they never do by the way well funny enough some i've got half and half clients of mine yeah that that uh, keep it the other half pull it all out and go on that vacation or something but the idea is if that legacy planning is important to you right you want to provide this lifelong legacy or money you know maximizing that legacy there are strategies you can do okay, that involve life insurance as a core one, if you're healthy, uh, that tend to far outperform just leaving that beneficiary IRA. So these are, are what the most people are talking about is these other strategies now are likely to, likely to become a lot more popular. Especially okay. in a rising tax environment. You, right. know, you know, Gabriel, taxes today are on sale. I, they're, they're the lowest they've ever been. So, and likely to be. And likely to be. So with the national debt, I keep singing the same song, folks, but, you know, it's $22 trillion in national debt. There's Do, $30 trillion of have unfunded Have you looked at debt. what the total amount that was added in tw- 2019 yet? Uh, trillion. Uh, tri- oh, the we number, should check that. It'd be interesting. Uh, the number escapes me. But yeah. taxes will we believe, go up in the future. And if you're going to do some tax planning, now's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's going to solve the tax problem? <laughs> that was my... I love my... Well, let me see. Is my that, cheesy transition. <laughs> what would... Sa- Gabriel, hmm. what would solve the tax problem? At least problem? in Illinois, they're hoping it's marijuana sales. <laughs> uh, guys, just an interesting update. If I, I don't know. I go on Chicago Tribune, you know, once a day just to check for some news. And, and the day after uh, New Year's rolled around, I'm, I'm browsing Chicago Tribune, and, and every single article on the front page was about the new <laughs> marijuana laws. Incredible. And the Incredible. Uh, videos of hundreds of people outside the stores waiting in line. Some, some started, some waited overnight. overnight. In the cold to be the first in line. Uh, pretty crazy, but uh, interesting statistic for you. Uh, nearly $3.2 million in legal weed was sold in Illinois on the very first day of sale. So, What's um? I can't do this in my head. What's three point two times three hundred and sixty-five? <laughs> um, 
You can't do that off oh, the top of your head. That's a lot. Our, our a producer lot. Joe is, is crunching that yeah. number here. Joe, what do you got? Let's there? see. What do we got? Oh, We've got very important. Uh, uh, one one trillion. One no. All, one, he did the short code and just showed. Thanks, Joe. Oh, Where's the decimal <laughs> point in that? Hold on, we'll get you this number. Hundred eleven million dollars or something. Uh, like that. It's it's going to be a lot. Let's see. Yeah. Let's Hold see. On. Come on, Joe. What do we? Joe. Turn us sideways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe failed this calculator <laughs> test. <laughs> okay, it I doesn't matter. But I, it's, it's a lot. A, it's a lot. And of money. the point is, is, is depending on the, the amount of, uh, apparently the taxes depends on the amount of THC content inside of your, uh, inside yeah. of your weed, yeah. or whether you buy edibles or not. Yeah. So there's a potential that there's a significant amount of taxes being generated on this, which was the whole goal, really, in in legalizing it. You know, it's wild. I was out in California. And walking down the street, and I come to this brightly lit store, and it's all, I got a clear window pane, and they got these little, what looked like to me, like computers on the table. I thought it was an Apple store. Mm -hmm. And there's this guard out front, heavily armed. <laughs> and I said, and I'm looking inside and said, what is this? Because there were no computer. It was just, so he says, oh, this is a marijuana store. Yeah, they're making them very, people are saying they're not your old, you know, people would expect to walk into this like, uh, you know, old store, old little dirty parlor or something like that. Right. But these are like these are fancy stores with a lot of money uh, and backing behind them. And they're making them very um, interesting. And, you know, they got lots of lights and uh, displays and all sorts of things. So I haven't been to one. I uh, don't know if I will go <laughs> or not. But uh, that's the scoop on uh, the uh, the marijuana sales. And I think we finally got this number calculated here. Hundred and sixteen uh, million eight hundred thousand. No, one two three, one two three, one one billion. One billion, one hundred sixty-eight million. million. Good, thank you, Joe. Okay, so now take uh, twenty percent of that. Joe, you still have your job. Joe, <laughs> t multiply that times point two. What do we got? Times point two. That'd be twenty-two million dollars. Twenty-three million. One, two, no, one two three, one two three, two hundred thirty-three million. So if that yeah. all got taxed at a twenty percent tax rate. It would generate two hundred and thirty-three million dollars in tax revenue. Right, and where does that? And where do you think that goes? For the state though? of Illinois, I don't yeah, know, probably it goes into the, the empty hole, drop of the bucket there. Right. But, but that guys, that's why they're doing this. Uh, it's not just to make a lot of uh, uh, people happy and, and and more chill, but it's really to generate the tax revenue. <laughs> and if you're thinking about investing in weed companies and marijuana companies um come on in and talk to us well it's always we talked about that last time speculative but uh not saying you shouldn't just don't bet your whole retirement and future on it so right. interesting thing there and um yeah if you're interested go check it out you're now a uh, legal eagle out there so last but not least uh, google's ai system can beat doctors at detecting cancer pretty interesting stuff here and uh technology is i think going to be one of the major things that continues to uh, just get better and better this next decade. If we look back at the, I was reading an article about the last decade and just some of the things, if you go look at where we've come, how far we've come in the last decade, mm. uh, the biggest thing that people were pointing to was uh, automation driving cars, um, you know, the, the car safety mechanisms, vehicles, you know, things like that. If you look forward the next decade, it's it's very possible that 10 years from now, uh, we might actually be looking at autonomous vehicles or drones are going to be delivering goods to your doorstep uh, doing, for sure. Doing it now. Uh, they already are. So it's going to be a commonplace thing. So so technology-wise, all sorts of things are improving, but this is talking about 
a, uh, a program developed by Google, uh, um, artificial intelligence, that was uh, trained to detect uh, breast cancer. And it's doing a better job uh, of scanning and detecting that than doctors. It's actually high, getting a higher predictability rate with less information, mm -hmm. which is absolutely incredible. You know, a friend of mine just went for, he had a small hernia in his stomach. He's, he's telling me that the doctor used robotics to fix that. I don't oh. know how that works. But yeah. But, it's, man, everything's changing quickly. So, so interesting stuff that's uh, on the horizon. And to me, that's the most interesting thing that uh, we'll have to wait 10 years to see is exactly what transpires in this decade. I'm also very interested to see will we, uh, will we get to Mars in a mm. more meaningful way? Will we re-land on the moon? I love space travel. You know, I love Anything to do with it. Same, same. So uh, I don't know. Keep an eye out. Uh, if you're interested, of course, we'll keep you up to date on the uh, tech trends. We tend to do that here. So how about our next referral, uh, referral uh, winner gets a trip to the moon? Mm. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, Better than a cruise. I think that only costs like $50 million <laughs> right, exactly. to buy yourself a ticket or something like Maybe that. Maybe it'll, over be, a good, over it'll be a good referral. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, commercial sp uh, space travel, not quite available yet. Uh, stay tuned on that one. Getting closer. Um, but would be very, very neat uh, on that front as well. Yeah. So, well, guys, that's what's in store for the uh, the next decade, uh, the year here. Uh, who knows? We're going to cover that more on our next podcast. So make sure you tune in next week. We're going to talk all about some updating, updated uh, ideas and forecasts here for the year. And then also keep an eye out for our market update events. We're going to host those, I think, in early February. February. Where yep. we're going to do a deep dive review of everything that occurred in 2019. Live and in person. Live and in person at a, w one of our workshops here. We usually host four or five nights mm -hmm. of these because of the demand that we have from all of our clients. And so put that on your calendar. Mark that down. Uh, you're going to get an invite either through email or the mail or a combination of the two. And make sure you register because space fills up fast. And also in good news, possibilities that we always use to cater yes. our events, which closed in 2019, is now back open. Made my year already. <laughs> <laughs> so if you missed in our the, in the same In the same place? Yes. Yeah, new owner. So if you missed our awesome, phenomenal pasta, <laughs> pasta catered meals, they are back. I was kind of enjoying Chipotle, actually. Well, maybe we'll alternate. Yeah, yeah. Some, a lot of people had fun with Chipotle, too. I uh, really enjoyed that, too. All right, guys. <laughs> Sorry, we're just rambling now. But uh, thanks so much. Of course, have a phenomenal, wonderful 2020 and uh, we can't wait to see you soon. And if you need anything, give us a call, 847-499-3330, or go to sglfinancial.com. Take care. See you soon. Stay well, everybody. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330, or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com. And be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode. Investment advisory services are offered through SGL Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance and other financial products are offered separately through individually licensed and appointed agents.